This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. From coast to coast and around the nation, this is the Washington Ledger Podcast with your hosts, Larry Leese and Jacob Siegel. Each week, we dive into the latest news surrounding us. Before we dive into today's episode, we'd like to remind you, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Just search The Political Pulse Show. And as always, thank you so much for watching and listening. And now on to today's episode. As the first presidential primary of the year, New Hampshire's politics garnered national attention, and 2023 is no exception. Except for January 23rd, this year's primary is particularly compelling, especially within the Republican Party. The Republican primary is witnessing a fascinating play of strategies and influences. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie is making New Hampshire his central battleground, reminiscent of his 2016 strategy. Despite not holding the most campaign events, Christie is determined to appeal to New Hampshire's significant independent voter base with his staunch anti-Trump stance. Despite the efforts of candidates like Christie and Nikki Haley, Donald Trump remains a formidable figure in New Hampshire. His lead persists even among the state's large demographic of college-educated voters who are generally more skeptical of Trump. This paradox underscores the complexity of the Republican primary in New Hampshire. Independent voters who play a crucial role in New Hampshire politics are being ardently courted by candidates like Christie. Efforts to sway these voters include political action committees encouraging Democrats to unregister and vote in the Republican primary. With no competitive Democratic primary, independents might have a significant impact this year, similar to the 2012 Republican primary. On the Democratic side, the primary seems less consequential with President Biden not participating in the DNC shifting focus to South Carolina. However, candidates like Marianne Williamson and Minnesota Congressman Dean Phillips are campaigning, hoping to leverage New Hampshire's unique political landscape for national attention. As always, New Hampshire's primary is more than just a political contest, it's a reflection of the state's cherished political traditions. Even like the lesser-known candidate forum, showcase a diverse array of presidential hopefuls, from earnest contenders to more eccentric characters. These events, often seen as quaint throwbacks, highlight New Hampshire's unique place in American politics. Despite the primary historical significance, there's a generational shift in how it's perceived. Older voters and Republicans seem more attract- attached to the tradition, while young voters and Democrats are less engaged. This evolving dynamic raises questions about the future role of New Hampshire in presidential politics. Let us know your thoughts in that comment section below about New Hampshire and the New Hampshire primary. Who do you think will be, uh, obviously Trump's going to get a lead. Who do you think will come in maybe second and third? Let us know. 
excuse me, this past week has been nothing short of extraordinary at the U.S. Justice Department with developments that read like a script from a political thriller. From an assassination plot to charges of espionage and war crimes, the events highlight the intricate and often dangerous interplay of international politics and security. The Justice Department disclosed an alarming plot to assassinate a Sikh separatist leader and U.S. citizen on American soil. The accused, an Indian national named Nikhil Gupta, was allegedly orchestrating this plot under the direction of an Indian government employee, possibly an intelligence official. This revelation comes at a time of heightened sensitivity in U.S.-India relations, especially with the recent efforts of the Biden administration to strengthen ties with India. In a separate incident, Victor Manuel Roca, a former U.S. ambassador to Bolivia, was charged with being an agent for Cuban intelligence. His arrest in Miami after a career that spanned decades in various diplomatic and security roles underscores the complex nature of espionage and counterintelligence. This case, arising from an FBI sting operation, rekindles memories of the Cold War era, reminding us that espionage remains a significant concern, even in today's geopolitical landscape. The Justice Department also made a groundbreaking move by charging four Russian soldiers with the war crimes committed against an American citizen in the war in Ukraine. This marks the first use of the 1996 War Crimes Act, which allows for charges in such cases. The charges include allegations of brutal treatment, including a mock execution, highlighting the grim realities of the ongoing conflict in Ukraine. These incidents collectively demonstrate the wide array of threats and challenges facing the U.S. on the global stage. They come at a time when the world is grappling with multiple crises, including the ongoing conflict in Ukraine, escalating tensions with China, and internal security threats. The complexity and interconnectedness of these issues present a daunting challenge for U.S. foreign policy and national security efforts. FBI Director Christopher Wray's uh, recent remarks about the current threat environment encapsulate the sentiment of the times. With multiple global crises simultaneously at elevated levels, the U.S. finds itself navigating a particularly perilous international landscape. This situation demands a nuanced, multifaceted response, balancing the need for security with the complexities of international diplomacy. Let us know your thoughts in the comment section below. And if there's any topics you want covered in the next episode, let us know. And of course, if you want to support the channel, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash As always, hit that like button, uh, hit the subscribe button, and hit the bell notification button to be notified of future videos. As always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We'll thank you for listening to the Washington Ledger Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at The W Ledger and like us on Facebook. If you like what you hear, join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash The Washington Ledger. And as always, have a great week.